the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. Hello, friends. This is Richard Mendelo, host of Courageous Christianity. We're excited to bring you a special series of shows over the next couple of weeks that track with my book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity, a devotional that will encourage you and draw you closer to Jesus. These shows originally aired during 2020 as separate half-hour shows, and now we're bringing them to you again in our new one-hour format. Please make note that some of the previous book offer details don't apply right now, but there's even something better. Right now, by going to kkht.com and clicking on the 40 Days to Courageous Christianity image and registering your information, you will get a complimentary copy of my book so that you can study through the devotional along with the shows. Remember that these shows aired in 2020, so some of the days and dates aren't current, but you'll get the gist of it. If you have any questions, email us at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com, and my trusty wingman, Christy Stratton, will help you out. So stay with us today, and then make sure to join us during the next few weeks as we continue to guide you through my book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. And thanks for listening. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelow has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelow. Friends, welcome. Saturday, and we're thankful to be back with you this morning to talk about Courageous Christianity. As always, I'm joined by my wingman, faithful and strong Christy Stratton. Hello. Good morning. Hi, Richard. Hi. Good morning. Friends, we got an exciting show planned for you today on Courageous Christianity. And for the purposes of our discussion, Courageous Christianity is the place where our faith meets the world. We've talked about this critical ground because, like Marines... We don't train and put on a uniform and sit in our living room. We are expected as Marines and as Christians to go out and do our jobs to glorify God. Uh, The mission of a Marine rifleman is to locate, close with, and destroy the enemy. The mission of a Christian is to locate, 
and bring God to those who are lost and in pain. Amen. We got so much we want to talk to you about today. Yes. It's Easter weekend. We celebrate the day Jesus conquered death, rose to victory. In him we have life. Mm. And we want to talk to you a lot about the show and the upcoming promotion that we have. But if you take one thing away from our conversation today, please let it be that God's love has built a bridge for us to walk back to him. And if we spend the rest of our lives doing nothing but walking this path back to him, then it's a life well lived. Friends, please pray with me, and then we'll talk about this exciting opportunity that we have. Heavenly Father, on the eve of the celebration of the new life offered to us freely in the sacrifice and resurrection of your perfect Son, we come to you in gratitude and humility. Though we have all sinned and fallen short of your glory, in the victory of your Son over death, you have given us a way home to you. Help us, O Lord, to walk this journey bravely, one day at a time, as courageous Christians, that others may see our good deeds and join us in our march homeward. We offer our continued prayers for those in danger on the front lines of the fight against the coronavirus, knowing that wherever your children are struggling, you are there. We pray in Jesus' loving name. Amen. Amen. Friends, over the past few weeks, we've talked about... A lot of high-level military things in the battle between good and evil and spiritual warfare. We've talked about the strategic level, the operational level, the tactical level. And we're going to get to much more of that over the next seven weeks. Seven as weeks? We, seven weeks. Yeah. As we delve into my book, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. So... Don't worry if you've missed anything. Don't worry if it seems like a lot. We're going to break it down. And we're going to have a fantastic promotion to try and get my book in your hands so that you can follow along with us. And Christy, can you tell us about that? I absolutely can. It's so exciting. We're, we're embarking on a 40-day special devotional series. And that's going to be a series of the show. Um, of the shows that you're going to hear. But tracking along with that, you're going to be reading the book along with us. And so we're going to stay tuned and we'll share even more about that, how to get the book in your hands. Excellent. Very exciting. I have a folder that I keep all of my show notes in. And on the cover of this folder, there are pictures of people. There's a picture of a man uh, looking very stressed He has a glass of booze in front of him, and he's trying to figure out by his checkbook how he can get things done. There's a picture of a husband and wife who seem to be at odds with each other. There's a picture of a lady underneath the sink trying to fix the plumbing as her daughter looks on. What comes to me as I think about these people in these pictures is, however you got here, however you're hearing this show, Wherever you've been, you're here now, and the opportunities before you, given to you by Jesus, by the love of his Father, and it can't not remind one of the story of the prodigal son from Luke chapter 15. I'm not sure if you're familiar. I'll tell you about it because it means so much to me. You may not know that um, I'm an immigrant to this country. I'm a colonel in the Marines. You know that. 
from last week's show, you know that I like to go to the grocery store and look at the produce and to go to the bookstore and look at the magazines and think about all the different people God provides for. What you may not know is that I'm a Jew who was born and raised in South Africa as a Jew in a Jewish family. I was bar mitzvahed, and it wasn't until late in life that I came to Christ. And one of the things that brought me to Jesus from an Old Testament perspective is Isaiah chapter 1, I think it's verse 18, which is just amazing to me. God is talking to his wayward children, and he says so compassionately, Come, let us reason together. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. And I'm probably not the worst person on the planet, but I've been around. I've made mistakes. And to be able to come to God and talk to him, to reason together, to talk to him like a father. You know, I'm a colonel in the Marines, and if I want to go see the general, I have to make an appointment. More than likely, I'll sit outside his office. No appointments with God. No appointments with God. And I'll knock on the door, and he'll say, enter, and I'll stand in front of his desk unless he gives me permission to sit. Mm. And then I'll be very sparing in my words and, of course, respectful. And I'll be grateful if he puts me at ease and says, have a seat and talk to me. And so overwhelming to me is the opportunity we have in Jesus by his blood to just come to God, the creator of the universe, as a father. I love... uh, I love a scripture which basically says to us that we talk to him as a father. John chapter uh, 1 says that for all who believed in his name, he gave us the right, the right (laughs) to be uh, sons of God. So all of that is astounding to me. I come with an Old Testament perspective as a Marine and an immigrant, and so I look at things slightly differently. I I think to myself, if you are not awed by Jesus Christ and the opportunity that we have in him, then you're missing something. Yeah, we've talked about that. I think it's just, that's why I think hopefully people are here and this time, whether they've come by, you know, this show, if they've accidentally got, you know, come to the show today or they listen religiously, then, I mean, this is a time to really be awed. And right. we're going to do that with them. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, I love the story of Luke chapter, uh, the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15 for several reasons. So the young son asks his father for his inheritance, which basically means he's wishing him dead. And then he takes his money and he goes to faraway lands. And faraway lands is like a euphemism for he goes and does bad things. And keep in mind, he's a Jew and he ends up in these faraway lands out of money, working, feeding pigs, tending pigs for money. So there's no thing that can be lower for a Jew than to have to deal with pigs because of the kosher laws. And he's starving and there's a famine in the land and he decides that he's going to go home to his father and ask, can he just be his father's slave? Because he says his father's slaves and servants eat better than he does. And the story says that he's returning home and his father saw him from a long way off and ran to him. One of three times in the Bible where a father runs. And The son says, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. And the father hugs him and says to the servants, get him a robe, get him sandals, get him a ring. So 
the kid is expecting to come back from all of the bad deeds that he's done and just be a servant. And the father says, no, get him a robe and sandals and a ring. That's the sign of sonship. That means he has an inheritance. And then the father says, you know, slaughter a calf. Let's have a massive celebration. Uh, uh, My son is home. And they're having this great celebration, and the older brother, everybody in the uh, forgets the older brother. And to me, the older brother is the Jew in the story. And the older brother comes home and sees the big celebration, and he refuses to go in the house. And the father comes out to him also and says, what's up? And the older son says, I've been with you, and I've always been with you, and you never had a party for me or my friends. And the father says, you've been with me and you will always be with me. What's mine is yours. But he was lost, and now he's found. Mm. And so, friends, if you take one thing away, it is this. In Jesus, we are found, and we are restored and given the right to sonship. It's just so overwhelming to me. And so a scripture that speaks to this from the book of Acts, and we're going to look at Acts a lot over the next month because it's about the building of the church and the development of the church. Chapter 2, verse 36 through 38, and I'm going to read you the whole thing because to me it's just that important. Peter is basically preaching his first sermon to a large group that's assembled for the Pentecost, which is the Harvest Festival, uh, celebrating the Jewish uh, Shavuot. And it's his first real... uh, sermon, and he says, therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, what shall we do? Friends, if you aren't cut to the heart by the love that is offered to you freely by faith in Christ, There are no works required. There are no religious traditions to observe. That love is offered to you in Christ. And if that doesn't cut you to the heart and cause you to say, what shall we do? Then again, you're missing something. So I'm wondering, and I'm hearing the what shall we do? And we're talking about this special devotional series and being cut to the heart at this time, this this special holy time of Easter. So what is it that we shall do? What should we be doing? Well, uh, when they said to that, uh, when they asked Peter that question, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. So we repent. In order to repent, you have to be honest. You got to make yourself accountable. You can't invent your own rules and pretend you didn't sin. You have to come back from faraway lands. In military terms, you have to do an about-face. You have to seek to be changed, and, and it requires integrity. Integrity, truthfully, means wholeness. But you have to bring your heart to Jesus. You have to invite him into every area of your life, honestly, and say, Lord, if I am wrong, please find that. Come into my heart and make me clean. Remember, though your sins are like scarlet, I will make you white as snow. And then we come before God and he sees us as white as snow in white robes because we're washed in the blood of his son, Jesus. And so in the integrity of that repentance, which comes from a knowledge of the law, which comes from a knowledge of the Bible, and that knowledge comes from God's imprinting it on our hearts. It comes from teachers. It comes from uh, our experiences. 
and reading the Bible, prayer, worship, the Holy Spirit speaking into your life. Again, there are no works required. So what shall we do with this? As you ponder tomorrow the amazing gift in Jesus, it's not that you should feel guilty. That's nonsense. That's about the past. The devil wants you to feel bad. You're absolutely worthy. The question is, what are you going to do with this amazing opportunity? So I'm going to ask Christy to help me talk about what we're going to do in the next 40 days, which is an important symbolic period from the time that Jesus was resurrected. He taught the apostles, the disciples, for 40 days. And then he went into heaven to sit at the right hand of God. And then he said, y'all go back to Jerusalem and pray and the Holy Spirit will come to you. And that happened at uh, Pentecost. So, Christy, please tell us about the promotion. I'm just so excited to share it, too. This is such an opportunity at this time and Easter. Oh, my gosh. And between now and Pentecost. And so we're inviting you, the listeners, to join us, as I mentioned earlier in the show, to this special series of shows over the next 40 days here every Saturday. We're going to be going through Richard's book, uh, right makes might 40 days to courageous Christianity. We're going to be doing it with you. And so every week we're going to be stepping into uh, um, each each devotional, one through seven, eight through 14. And you'll you'll hear that along the way. But here's the most exciting thing is we're making 500 books available at no cost to you, the listeners and your friends. And so this is how you get it. You you have to go to a particular website address and that website address so make sure you get your pencils out and write this down or pens if that's what you prefer courageous christianity at gmail.com so email that with the subject line of 40 day devotional email that to courageous christianity at gmail.com you if you're a kindle user you can go on amazon as well and get that we're making the book available for 99 cents as well during this time so you can get it Hard copy to you. Make sure you're one of the first 500, one, one per person, but you, you know, you'd be fair, right? <laughs> Absolutely. We will pay the shipping. It's so important to us that you have that in your hands and you be able to take this journey with us. You know what? A, a friend who's reading it, a friend of the book, a friend of the show, a listener said this. She was on day 31, something like that. She's probably finished with the book now. She said this, what an amazing devotion to be doing, especially right now, not only during Easter time, this holy time, but the coronavirus pandemic, um, because Jesus is alive and still in control. And this is the time, this is the opportunity to draw closer. So again, just to recap, um, go to CourageousChristianity at gmail.com put in the subject line, 40-day devotional, ask for your book at no cost. We will send that to you uh, and or go to Amazon, get the book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity by Richard Mendelow, uh, 99 cents on Amazon if you're a Kindle user. And uh, we're on Facebook at Right Makes Might. That's yep. the name of our Facebook page. And we'll talk about why Right Makes Might in a second here. And our website, rightmakesmight.com also has a link to uh, the book. But please know that it means the world to us that you do this with us, that you take this journey. It goes to that question where the truth of Christ must find expression in our actions and in our words. But in this world, it's very confusing and it's complicated, and the world doesn't want to hear it a lot of the time. So oftentimes it's a bit of a battle, and that's the critical ground we speak of. And so we're going to work together with you to talk about how to do it well. It'll be like advanced infantry training for Marines, 
where one day at a time we develop their capability as warriors. And so let's celebrate the uh, resurrection of Jesus, our freedom from sin, and the opportunity that we have, first and foremost, in our loving relationship with God, and our genuine submission to him as we come before him as warriors. And then let's take this journey together. And I love, I think that's the key together. It's so exciting, such an exciting time for us to do this together. And just praise God, just to the glory of him. Well, you know, uh, if you go through the changes that we're going through with this coronavirus thing, let alone the change that we go through when we invite Jesus into our heart and Mm. ask him to seek out all sin and purify us, if you go through all of that and you are unchanged, if all you seek to do is go back to where you were, then you're enduring a lot of pain for nothing. So what I would say is let's take this next 40 days and let's dedicate ourselves not to getting back to normal, but getting back to better, as I heard a mm. pastor say recently. Friends, as we draw to a close, I want to just really share my heart with you and say, I see you in the various places where you are working to walk a good walk, to shine the light on others. If you came to the station by accident, you're not yet a Christian, and you are just uh, searching. If you quit your serious membership and you're now listening on radio and you're here with us, there are no accidents. And the book of Acts tells the story of the church following the crucifixion uh, of Jesus and his resurrection. And it lays out in historical and theological terms the growth of our faith from Jesus' 12 disciples to over 2 billion Christians worldwide today. In 2016, I was in the process of forming a company to fund my book. In response to my prayers, the phrase, right makes might, came to me. I thought of the power of simply doing right according to God as written in the Bible, and so I Googled it. And at that time, only place I saw it was in a speech by Abraham Lincoln, which he gave in 1860 about slavery. And he said, and these are some pretty huge words because it's Abraham Lincoln and he's awesome, (laughs) (laughs) but stick with me. Lincoln said, let us be diverted by none of those sophistical contrivances wherewith we are so industriously plied and belabored. Contrivances such as groping for some middle ground between right and wrong, vain as the search for a man who should be neither a living man nor a dead one. Wow, that, that is amazing. To try and find middle ground between right and wrong is as vain as a search for a man who is neither living nor dead. He concludes his speech by saying, Neither let us be slandered from our duty by false accusations against us, nor frightened from it by the menaces of destruction to the government, nor of dungeons to ourselves. And this is the key and crucial part. Let us have faith that right makes might. And in that faith, let us to the end dare to do our duty as we understand it. Friends, right makes might speaks to the power of doing the right thing simply because it is right. It speaks to doing what is eternally right and unchanging in the history of man, and it speaks to invoking the power of the Almighty God of the universe by doing and saying what he says is right. The book of Acts speaks to this power. In chapter 5, verse 13, the Bible tells us that though the apostles preached the word of Christ boldly, performing signs and wonders among the people, no one else dared join them. This is because the religious power brokers of the day, the Sadducees, were scary and jealous. And I'm sure you can imagine that scenario from your experiences today. Mm, A few paragraphs later, having been imprisoned by the Sadducees and then freed by an angel of the Lord, 
Peter and John were again preaching to the people, not in seclusion, but in the middle of the temple courts where the Sadducees sent the guards to detain them. Verse 26 says this, and it's awesome. The guards did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. So the people went from being afraid to join the growing group of Christians in verse 13 to a force which scared the army of the power-hungry Sadducees a few paragraphs later, simply by the power of God's truth, simply because right makes might. Friends, 2,000 years later, there are over 2 billion Christians on this planet. That's 1 million a year for 2,000 years. Against tremendous opposition from every corner, simply by doing what is right, according to the word of God, those who believe in Christ wield indomitable power for good, if we choose to use it. And so we're going to discuss in the next month how to use it. But my question is, can we not trust in our God? Can we not simply put trust in doing what he says is right and avoiding what he says is wrong? Can we not have faith that right makes might and in that faith dare to do our duty as we understand it? Over the next 40 days, we'll answer these questions together. As things seem dark beneath the hanging clouds of the coronavirus, we will focus on the power we have in Jesus Christ to light the world. We will study the Word of God together, we will pray and worship together, and we will practice bringing our faith to bear on those around us in love with little exercises that strengthen us individually and as a group. Such an exciting time. I'm so grateful. I, I could not have imagined anything better. Friends, the world does not need more bullies. There are plenty. The world does not mm-hmm. need more lies or deceptions. They flow like water. The world needs warriors submitted to God, speaking His truth in love. Right makes might. And might, by the power of God in love, will make things right. We look forward to taking this journey with you. Should you want to reach me, I can be contacted at rich at richardmendelo.com or 281-656-1833. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry Everything to God in prayer Hello everyone, this is Christy Stratton. As you may know, I'm host Richard Mendelow's Wingman. You might wonder what a wingman is. Here on Courageous Christianity, it means I'm here to support the host of the show in our efforts to accomplish our mission. That mission is to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. And we need your help to do that. Your tax-deductible support is what keeps us on the air and sustains our ongoing efforts. Courageous Christianity is a public nonprofit ministry. If you'd like to support our mission in this ministry, you can do so by texting any amount to 281-800-4940. That's 281-800-4940. Eight zero zero four nine four zero, And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of Richard's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. You will absolutely love this devotional, and it will help you to become more equipped in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit for you, you can also donate by going to CourageousChristianity.today. So text to donate to 281-800-4940 or go to CourageousChristianity.today. Friends, thank you. We are so very grateful for your listenership and for your support. Here's this week's So What Are We Reading? We believe that a part of what helps us in our walk as courageous Christians is reading. And so we're taking a moment during each show to share what we are reading and how it's helping us in the hope that it will help you. 
First and foremost, we are always reading the Bible and we truly encourage you to always start there. And next, we hope you'll be reading with us Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. And yes, it's by the host of Courageous Christianity, Richard Mindelow. And now you can get your complimentary copy. Thank you to KKHT for featuring Richard's book on KKHT.com with a book giveaway. Want to read along with us? Get your complimentary book by going to KKHT.com. Look for and click the 40 Days to Courageous Christianity image on the homepage. Enter some easy info and KKHT will take care of the rest. The book is a 40-day devotional for those who seek to become Christian warriors. It's about heart, faith, courage, and truth. Richard brings his experience as a colonel in the Marines and as a Jew who believes in Christ to the readings. You'll hear Richard's courageous love of Jesus in every word. At the end of the 40 days, with God's help, you will have experienced a transformation. You will have learned how to speak about your faith more, how to pray more, and how with God's help to stand your ground more firmly, all while leading people to a decision about their eternal souls. You will be a Christian warrior and a guardian of the faith. So make sure to get your complimentary copy by going to kkht.com. Look for and click the 40 Days to Courageous Christianity image on the homepage. Enter your info and KKHT will get you your copy. We want to hear your thoughts about the devotional, so please let us know at our Facebook or Instagram pages by searching Courageous Christianity. And to learn more about our ministry efforts, go to CourageousChristianity.today. And as always, if you want to reach us, you can email us at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com. Our beloved A.W. Tozer says, the things you read will fashion you, slowly conditioning your mind. We pray that in this next week, you will be reading the things that will condition your mind as a courageous Christian warrior. Friends, it's Richard, the host of Courageous Christianity. In addition to donations, sponsorships also help to keep us on the air and sustain our ongoing efforts. We'd love for you to join us in this mission. If you own a Christian business or an entrepreneur, or it's on your heart to support our efforts, sponsorship opportunities are available. You'll have the chance to have your message heard during each show and much more. If you want to join us in our mission to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield and support us with your sponsorship... Contact us at 281-656-1833 or email us at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com. Contact us today to apply as there are some requirements. So give us a call at 281-656-1833 or email us at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com. We're grateful for your listenership and for your support. Hi folks, it's Richard again. We're so happy to be bringing you this special series of shows during the next couple of weeks that track with my book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. As I mentioned earlier in the show, these episodes originally aired during 2020 as separate half-hour shows, and now we're bringing them to you again in our new one-hour format. Please make note that some of the previous book offer details don't apply right now, but there's something even better. Right now, by going to kkht.com and clicking on the 40 Days to Courageous Christianity image and registering your information, you'll get a complimentary copy of my book so that you can study through the devotional along with the shows. Remember that these shows originally aired in 2020, so some of the days and dates aren't current, but you'll get the gist. If you have any questions, email us at courageouschristianity at gmail.com, and my trusty wingman, Christy Stratton, will help you out. Thanks for staying with us today, and make sure to join us during the next few weeks as we continue to guide you through my book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. We're glad you're listening.
Friends, good morning. Welcome. It's Saturday, and we're thankful to be back with you this morning to talk about Courageous Christianity. As always, I'm joined by my fabulous wingman, Christy Stratton. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Christy. Friends, I'm so excited about today's show. We're going to start digging into my book, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. And it's an exciting opportunity for us to do this together in the 40 days that follow Easter, which we know was a critical time for the kingdom of Christ as Jesus taught the disciples following his resurrection. My book is basically a 160-page devotional which begins with a a section that explains spiritual warfare, all the things we've talked about over the last uh, 11 or 12 episodes, 12 episodes. explains insurgency, counterinsurgency, and links it to what we see going on in the world around us every day. Each devotional, then, is a reading, some scripture, uh, a mission, even. Each day I'm going to ask you to do a mission that's going to help you to speak out for Jesus and then you'll have an after-action report to write. I'm excited to dig into that with you. We're going to cover the first week today, but before we do, I need to remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views, and they do not necessarily represent the Department of the Navy or the Department of Defense. Please pray with us. Heavenly Father, we pray today for understanding and the courage to choose you in all things. In these uncertain times, we know that you are our only certainty. Father, we know that as all else will fade away, you and your love for us are eternal. Help us, O Lord, to turn away from the world and to seek you. We ask you to bless this time of fellowship, and we pray in thanks for your continued attention to those in the battle against this tenacious pandemic. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So we begin our 40-day journey, and over the next seven days, you're going to be reading seven devotionals, starting Monday. Days one through seven. Days one through seven. Yeah. And each of those days uh, is designed to do something a little different as you begin your journey. Uh, Day one is about separating yourself from the devil from the world, from all of these influences so that you can make the choices that you want to make that define you and the world around you. In day two, we make the choice about our value in God's kingdom because something that troubles me is when the devil makes us believe that we're not special, that we're not good enough to speak for Jesus. Mm -hmm. This morning I was praying about this. And I was reading in Acts chapter 9, which talks about Saul's conversion. So Saul, Paul, we know him, wrote most of the New Testament, probably the most vocal of the early disciples. And initially he was a zealot who represented the temple in hunting down and killing Christians. I'm reading about him in chapter 9 on the road to Damascus. Jesus appeared to him and said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Jesus then blinded him. told him to go to Damascus, and Saul does that. And then the Lord appears to Ananias and says, go to this house on Straight Street where there's Saul of Tarsus and cure his blindness, and then you're going to help him. And Ananias is very scared, and he says, this is Saul of Tarsus who persecutes Christians. 
And you want me to go help a man that helps you kill Christians? Me, right. And he was terrified, right. but uh, faithful. So. Mm-hmm. And so he went to the appointed place and time. And uh, the rest is our faith, the absolute foundation of our faith. And so the thing about Saul or Paul is when he began speaking out for Jesus, the amazing turn when he went from persecutor to Jesus's strongest spokesman, it was that huge shift in who and what he was that got people's attention. And uh, it actually says in Acts chapter nine, the people were astonished. Right. So back to day two, where we talk about our value in the kingdom of God. There's sometimes the belief that I'm not churchy enough. I'm not squared away enough to use military terms. But the truth of the matter is those of us who are a mess in many ways, the bigger the mess we were, the bigger the testimony that we provide on the power of Christ to change lives. Just like Saul, Paul, just like Saul, yeah. Paul. Yeah. And, and the crazy thing is in Christianity, there is always an implied viewer, an implied witness, an implied hearer. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says that we run our race in front of a great cloud of witnesses. There's the witnesses. It matters. It, it matters. matters what we do. People are watching. People are listening. Absolutely. And that takes us to day three, which says you're worthy. And in day three, it talks about being ambassadors of Christ. I and, like that word, ambassadors. Well, it's from Scripture. Yeah, I guess I haven't read it before. <laughs> well, I, I love it, too. You're an ambassador, a spokesperson yeah. Person for a representative of. So amazing. Day four talks a lot about combat power. Yeah. And that sounds weird, but I am a Marine, so combat power so is fits. the thing. Right makes might. <laughs> right makes might. And we generate that combat power by our faith, by our dedication, not by being perfect, but by returning each morning to God in prayer and through the Word, asking Him who He wants us to be, and then striving to be that person throughout the day. Day five is about that conversation with God, about the opportunity that we have. Last week, I spoke about the fact that if I want to go talk to my general, I have to make an appointment, wait outside his office, uh, knock on the door, hope he lets me in, hope he lets me speak, hope he gives me a seat, hope he puts me at ease. And the amazing thing is we wake up in the morning and God's face is turned toward us. And his ear is ours, and he wants to hear from his children. And even if he knows what we're already going to say, he wants to hear our words. No appointment necessary. I said that last week. No appointment necessary. necessary. We are loved as a, a parent wants to hear their child. So God wants to hear from us and wants us to verbalize the things we need and then wants like a loving parent to help us with those things. So... Day six gets into uh, kind of wrapping up a little bit the week about choosing our actions and our reactions as very important because we distanced ourselves from the world. We reconnected with God. We're speaking to God. And now we're going to make very intentional choices. And then day seven is the Sabbath. And it's important. The Sabbath is where we empty ourselves of the world so we can fill ourselves with God so that we have something to give away the rest of the week. It's not about an hour in church. It's about the fact that you can't give away what you don't have. It sounds like I I heard the word choice a lot in all of this. So it sounds like these things that we have a choice to do. It is an absolute choice. That's a good point, Christy. And the thing that is so amazing is how important must choice be 
that God gave it to us at the possible peril of our soul. Mm, yeah. So he thought it was so important that he was willing to gain us or lose us. Right. And the reason is, if you say to a child, you will love me, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> They're going to defy you. It means absolutely nothing. Right, right. But if that child sees you and uh, comes to love you, then they're served by that love and that faith. Right. So God can say to us, you will love us. You will love me. But a lot of people think he says that. He doesn't say that. He, doesn't. he gives right. us choice, yeah. even though we may do some crazy things with that choice. And we do. So that brings us to, I guess, a discussion of choice. Yeah. Because what we choose informs the witnesses that we're talking about, the people around us who hear us and see us. And what we do, what we say. Right. How we show up. And so they will only know what's important to us by what we do with our time and our words and our resources. And we don't want to get this confused with works. Right. A lot of people get tied up in that. No. But it's really, I think we've talked about in earlier shows, leading by example. We come to God by faith alone, right. by belief. And then it's what we choose to do. Remember in a very early show, I talked about our heart's response to God's mm-hmm. love. Yeah. His relentless love. And it is about what we do with our time. So I was flying a trip this past week with a a really nice lady, and she said she would never date somebody who had a golf handicap of less than 10. And I thought this was hilarious, and I asked her why, and she says, because it tells you how much time they spend golfing. (laughs) It does. you got to think about that for a minute, but you're right. So how much time you spend at the shopping mall tells me how important the shopping mall is to you. Right, yep. And how much time you spend reading God's Word, talking about God, right. testifying about God, tells me how important God is to you. Yeah. Christy likes to say, uh, I don't like to quote you when you're right here. In the <laughs> I'm right here. What but, do I like to say? Tell right. me. <laughs> Christy I might likes be surprised. To say, well, it'll shock you that I actually am listening all the time. But Christy says, if you just listen, people will tell you who they are. And I love that expression because if you take it another step, if you just watch, Mm -hmm. people will show you who they are. So the world does the same because just like we tell the world what's important to us, the world tells us what's important to the world. Example, parents used to say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. Now the world says, oh, words are so important. Words are everything. And the reason why it wants you to think that is because it wants you to believe that your feelings are everything. Your feelings about these words are everything. So now our parents used to say, it's not about how you feel. It's about what you do. Don't be a feeler, be a doer. And that now the world wants us to believe it's about how you feel. And the world wants you to think that because it doesn't want you to be a doer. It wants you to be passive and accept the world as it is. It's all just too pervasive and insistent to be an accident. The world is telling us what's important to the world. And the devil's efforts to derail us from being decisive, to make us feel passive, to make us feel like we should just go with the flow, is because the devil doesn't want us to be decisive to choose God in all things, to choose God and let the world see what's important to us. Does that make sense or is it just me? No, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, thanks for that. So the devil's efforts and the world's efforts are actually meant to make us feel passive so that we will feel like victims. And I realize that what everybody chooses to do is their own business. And 
The truth of the matter is the world's filled with uncertainty, and there's only one choice that really matters, and that choice is God or the world. To love God or not to love God. That's the only feeling that really matters is love. Why is it so hard, though, for people to get? Uh, It's hard because the devil doesn't want you to do it, so he distracts you. He wants you to feel passive. He wants you to feel overwhelmed. He wants you to feel uncertain. Because people who are in that state, feeling unworthy, they don't make this decisive choice to say, this is my God, I am loved, I am worthy, and I'm going to speak about him because people need to hear it. And the truth is, is if you look around, people aren't happy. No, they're not happy. The devil's efforts to derail our choosing God as part of this insurgency really took a new turn in the media-driven culture of our entitlement and our narcissism. And so we go along with it. We go with the flow. But the truth of the matter is, instead of being victors, we're victims. Instead of being doers, we're feelers. Instead of being decisive, we're passive. And we're not happy. It's painful. And people see us in that quandary. They see us in that place. And then we have a negative influence on the people around us. Because when we go with the flow, we're conformed to the patterns of the world. Uh, Instead of the decisiveness that leads us to God, the passive lamb-like feelings lead us to not want to stand against the world. You, you've heard that, uh, I like that saying, uh, the reasonable man accepts the world as it is. The unreasonable man uh, tries to change the world. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man. Mm. Wow. And I want to be an unreasonable man. Yeah. Because I want to read my Bible, I want to know what God wants for me, and then I want to go out during the day and do that, and I want people to see my good deeds and glorify Father when he comes to visit. So we can choose one or the other. Painful uncertainty, the world, passivity, or we can choose to be victors, to be worthy, to stand for God, to look to God in all things. And to me, that's exciting. It Um, seems like it's the perfect time to do that now. It's our opportunity amid this time of our world of this pandemic. You know, I love to say, if not now, then when? Yeah, exactly. And if not you, then who? And so now that's why the 40-day devotional series. And the 40-day devotional series. So uh, it's a little bit big. I mean... That, really? <laughs> it's, it's packed pretty tight. If you I'm think, having to reread it. <laughs> yeah. I'm realizing... There's a lot in there. A um, lot of great stuff. The point that I want to make is Matthew chapter 7, verse 20, sums it up like this. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. You will know the bad guys from the good guys. If you just stand firm in your faith, people will tell you who they are, as Christy says. So in that truth, we come to the moment of truth, which I love. And today it's from Psalm 103. As Jesus overcame the world and death, so our steadfast belief in Jesus reaffirmed every day in our study of the Bible, prayer, worship, our words, our deeds, will lead us into certainty, the only certainty that there is. And as we choose his ways over the world's ways, we will become witnesses for those around us. Psalm 103 reminds us, The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who revere him. We must each take the choice to revere God every day. We must pick a side. Either we choose Jesus or we default to the world. The devil wants us to default. Either we choose heaven or the earth. There is no neutral ground. People will know what is important to us by where we spend our time, resources, words, and by what guides our actions. 
And that brings us to the quote of the day by Dante Alighieri, author of The Divine Comedy. If you remember, he said, The hottest places in hell are reserved for those who in time of moral crisis preserve their neutrality. Mm. There is no neutral ground. We are at war. Just look around. You can't make this stuff up. Things can't get this messed up by accident. The devil wants you to feel neutral and to default to him. He wants you to react to him, to feel powerless to change his world and to attract others to your sad state of indifference. For this reason, we're told by society, the media, and the fastest growing section in the bookstore, the self-help section, that everything is about our feelings. The emphasis is on passive reactive feelings. Someone does something and we should feel impotent, dependent, and like victims. Something happens and we should feel like we're tossed on the waves of emotion. Maybe we feel offended. Maybe we feel hurt. Maybe we feel happy. It's all circumstantial, and that reinforces the idea that our feelings are important, and they're outside of us, and we have no control. The truth of the matter is, if we indulge our feelings, and the media tells us how we should feel, and the results make us more manageable and easily manipulated, it doesn't speak well for tomorrow. So I'm asking you to be the unreasonable person, wherever you are, wherever Jesus finds you today. Let him speak into your heart a message of power and courage. They are trying to convince us that we are not children of the living God. We cannot let them. I'm reminded of a story I read about a survivor of the Holocaust. She said that standing naked in line outside the door to a gas chamber into which she was shortly expected to walk, she realized that all she had left was her choice to hate or not to hate the Nazis. They had taken everything else from her, Her feelings were all she had left. Naked, beaten, and at death's very door, she made the decision that she would not allow them to take her feelings also. Mm. She chose not to hate her persecutors. And obviously she survived to tell us her story. Choice, definition of choice right there. So choice, intentional choices made in everything throughout the day. We have a similar life and death choice in the tremendous uncertainty of this world. And this uncertainty only goes away when we make the one choice about our feelings from which all other choices flow, and that is the choice to love Jesus. When we love Jesus, our feelings no longer belong to the world, they belong to him. And Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 addresses this when it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. I contend that the uncertainty of life goes away when we decide ahead of time to give ourselves to Jesus in all things. We make that decision on our knees every morning when we begin by giving him time during the day. If people judge us by where we put our resources, then if our first expenditure of our time is with God, asking him to be with us, to guide us, and in his written word, then do we not begin the day by telling people who we are? So as we give ourselves to him consciously, intentionally, daily, by choice, then by faith we say, whatever happens, I can trust in Jesus, and this is what the world is going to see in me. We are victors. In this choice, we can decide to feel joy and peace regardless of the circumstances. Those are the fruits of our faith. 
in this choice there is certainty and the power to do good and the courage to stand against evil and all of our feelings are our own they don't belong to the world it's not circumstantial you can be this way wherever you are and paul was in prison and he was still singing about his faith and his love so just again about the devotional series we're going to do i want to ask christy to talk to you about uh, that again. Yeah, we want to make sure everyone has a book. So that would be, that would probably be preferable, right? Right, important. So very important. And we're giving away 500, we're donating 500 books. And so we want everyone to have one in their hands. And so this week, days one through seven, people will be reading. We're going to be starting on Monday. So you'll start day one, two, three, and go on. That probably makes sense. So to get a book... You're going to email us at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com. Make sure you have that. That's CourageousChristianity at gmail.com. And that's for free. Um, that It's a no We're cost gonna to you. Postage. We're going to pay postage as well. So this is an awesome deal for you to ch- join us on this journey. Also, you can go to Amazon if you're a Kindle user and you can get the book. We dropped the price to 99 cents. And so we'll be moving uh, week to week. So make sure you get your book and... Um, uh, also, go to our Facebook page, Right Makes Might. Go to Facebook there and be watching for the quotes that we're that Richard's sharing each week. And um, and like us. And yeah. like us. Yeah, please right. like us, of course. Right. <laughs> we want you to like us. Like us, and then you're kind of sort of enrolled, and then we've got communication with one yeah, another. Yeah, post some pictures of you reading the book. That would be awesome. Absolutely. I want to do this as a family. Yeah. I, I, I don't want anybody to feel like they're in it by themselves. I want a book to show up at your door, or you can go to Kindle at Amazon. You just download the Kindle app onto your phone, and then you go to Kindle. I reduced the price to 99 cents, and so... You want to make it available to everyone. To everybody, and I want to do this as a family where it shows up, and there you are. You find us on the kkht.com under the Programs tab in Podcasts. And we spend this time together, and we we empower each other to make these important choices. (laughs) Right along with them. Okay. So, folks, as we separate ourselves from the world so that we can make the choices which reflect our values, the truth is that who you are matters tremendously, and people are watching, and we're with you, and you're an ambassador of Christ. Have faith, ask God for help, make intentional choices each day. Friends, thanks for joining Christy and me today. We hope you'll join us each and every week here on 100.7 KKHT, the word at kkht.com or on courageouschristianity.today, where you can listen to previous episodes by podcast. We are honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and semper fi. Yeah,